Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday. Um, and uh, we need to discuss uh, vaccine mandates. It looks like the breakers are now not picking players because they're not vaccinated. That's interesting. Uh, shipping is a bit of a disaster at the moment. Um, so we need more ships, like actual ships. Uh, but before any of that, oh yes, that's right, the level thing. Uh, so this is one of those times where we're going to have to do a bit of a preview and then post situation, given that we now know what's happened. But not everybody knew what was going to happen, well, really, beforehand. We sort of knew, didn't we? Even Michael Baker, who they clearly got to, had changed his tune between Friday morning and Friday night. Did you notice that? Suddenly he went from saying in the morning, oh, at least another week in level four, to, oh, actually, we could probably risk level three now. They know. They don't have the buy-in. Hence the huge pressure to vaccinate everyone, which is also why I think they should have prioritised Aucklanders for the vaccine. Like, literally taken vaccine buses out to every street in South Auckland for a start. They've put enormous energy, money and pressure into asking Aucklanders to please go and get vaccinated. But if you're not tuned into any media channels, you're not hearing that. So they should have taken the vaccine to people sooner and in greater numbers. But here we are, D-Day, and possibly the day we see the government sheepishly admit without looking like they're admitting it. I mean, stand by for the usual spin that lockdown's working, blah, blah, blah. Uh, They're probably going to have to go down a track of admitting that we're going to have to live with Delta. We are going to shift down levels despite case numbers, I reckon. The only question is, how long will we be in level three, four? Yeah, it is weird how many experts and officials who've been telling us for so long, uh, you know, the absolute definite things that must happen before we can change levels. Now, none of those things really matter that much anymore. Unlinked cases and stuff like that. Ah, no, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It makes you realise how political this has all become. Uh, What does Kerry McIver think? So many people are white-knuckling it through this lockdown, while bureaucrats and government officials make knucklehead decisions that, in effect, render their sacrifice meaningless. So talk to me about the MIQ system. I had a friend who was also trying to just get a place to get out and do some business on the other side of the world, uh, 15,092. But, I mean, the texters are coming in thick and fast saying this is absolutely absurd. (laughs) But... You know, half the rooms that are available are there for sports people, the Netherlands cricket team. Love to hear from businesses as well. If you're in alert level four, are you getting the wage subsidy? Has that kicked in for you? That again seems to be a tale of two COVID. Some people get it the next day. It's in their their bank accounts. Others are still waiting. How much longer can you go on for those needing to travel for work? What's going to happen to you? Especially when you've seen the state of this.
Yeah, people are definitely losing it, aren't they, this time? Like, they, they've come to the end of how much they can cope. Uh, I know just from first-hand experience, I've had some very odd conversations with people. I mean, I mean, most of my conversations with people are odd anyway because of my half of the conversation. But then suddenly their half has also become odd as well. So you've got double odd, which is, which is never good. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so uh, worst kept secret, down a level, uh, but we're in that level for three weeks. Uh, what did Tim make of all that? Good idea or no? I thought we were going to stay in level four. I saw those cases in the Waikato, the fact that there was no obvious link, and we have had a few cases. I know that predominantly large households, of course, a lot of people are going to test positive. If, if uh, those households were much smaller, we would have much smaller numbers. And maybe that is cause for us feeling a bit more relaxed. But I feel that in a way with going to level three, maybe we should, if we take the Prime Minister at her word, we're still trying to eliminate the virus. I just don't think that level three is the way to do it. You hear the word gamble going on. It's a risk. The Prime Minister's taken a gamble. I think Sean Hendy said it was risky and we don't know where it's going to go. I'm just not sure that a gamble is the sort of epidemiological strategy that we should be playing. Yes, uh, we've definitely, definitely changed our tune. That's that's the vibe, isn't it? Uh, We've definitely gone for a more hope for the best scenario. So let's do that. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, I mean, obviously, the consensus here in New Zealand anyway is the vaccine is, is... the only way out and if you're a breaker and you're not vaccined I know the words vaccinated I'm coming to that here. Um, you're not going to get any court time by the sounds of things so whose call was it his or yours you know it, it's interesting you said we asked him this really was mutual and I know that when you break up with someone or there's anything that comes to an end it's very rarely mutual but this was one of those circumstances where Given the restrictions and the limitations on Thai's travel for not getting vaccinated, this was something where it was just a natural choice. He wants to continue to play. He wasn't going to be able to play freely in our league. I'm not sure what his plans are, but this was something where when everything was laid out, it was just one of those decisions where both sides said, hey, let's part um, and let's move on. So what are the limitations on his travel? Well, obviously, COVID's a moving target, but what it appears and what all the indications are from the premiers in Australia and the different plans that have been laid out by Victoria and New South Wales are that the interstate travel within Australia and the proposed Trans-Tasman bubble, hopefully at the end of this year, early next year, that um, travel restrictions are going to be much different for the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. And again, this is um, looking into the future, but um, I think in all reality, that's going to be the case. So when we laid that out to Ty, um, you know, him and his representatives agreed and we decided to move on. Do you imagine that you're not going to be the only guys to have to make this decision and have these conversations with players? I, I believe so. And I think these conversations are probably happening already. Um, unfortunately, this is just, this is the world that we live in nowadays. And I wish we weren't making these decisions. I wish Ty could stay. This is, you know, Ty was amazing for us last year. He was an amazing teammate. We're all going to miss him. But COVID is here. COVID's not going anywhere. And I think you're going to start seeing more and more restrictions on people who are unvaccinated, unfortunately. And we support Ty's right to a choice. I'm a big believer in personal freedoms and 
he can make that choice and that choice carries consequences and that's just where we are yes um it's when we hear uh, the owners of a sports franchise talk about neutral decisions like that uh, well when i do anyway i immediately want to talk to ty webster and ask him specifically how neutral he felt it was but anyway uh right decision as far as i'm concerned Come on, everyone. Anyway, um, we need some ships. That will help uh, with the freight issues that we're in the supply shortages and stuff like that, apparently. Some ships going, please. I'm a, um, a ship's captain, and I have worked on the New Zealand coast, and the competition that we face out there from these foreign flag, low wage economies makes it very difficult for the New Zealand companies to exist. Great, until the foreign flags can't come into town and we end up with the, the supply chain problems. That's exactly right. Like you're dealing, the ship I was on, we had crew members on there who were doing one-year contracts oh. earning $1.50 US in an hour. Yeah, and guys can't compete. Until the government turns around and rectifies this um, legislation, it makes it very difficult for anybody to compete against it. So overseas uh, flag ships can do internal trade in New Zealand. Is that right? So they can go from <laughs> or, take New Zealand freight from Auckland to Tauranga or wherever. Yeah, as long as there's a, a very old piece of legislation called Section 198 of the Maritime Transport Act, which allows a foreign flag ship on part of its existing journey to pick up cargo from Auckland to drop it off in Littleton or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's allowed. But what these guys now are doing is they are rotting the system uh, and they've got 28 days on the coast before they leave. And so you get a case yeah, where right. a ship will come in and it'll do Auckland, Wellington, Littleton, Timaru, Nelson, back to Littleton, back to Timaru, and on day 27 it shoots off over to the Christmas. Fiji or something like that. <laughs> so in, in, in essence, in essence, they are an internal New Zealand domestic freight operator who every now and then does does an island hopper trade and then comes back and does it all over again. That's t- pretty much. And uh, it's it's the, the legislation was set up back in the nineties, um, and it's just not fit for purpose mm. now. So there, there well, is a, an extensive lobby to mm. upgrade it, but you know, but does it does it mean that all our manufacturers and all those people who depend on freight get a much cheaper service, or are they still charging like you know the wounded bulls? I would think the the latter that the um, <laughs> these guys are paying paying peanuts for the for their crews, um, but charging top dollar prices for the for the manufacturer. I love that that guy like his job is ship's captain. It's it just sounds like one of those jobs that when you were a kid, it, that you would like to be. You know, you want to be a fireman or an astronaut or a ship's captain. As opposed to guys sitting here in the middle of the night putting together a pretend radio show and talking to nobody. You'd ask me what I was wanting to do when I was a kid. I might have said ship's captain or fireman. I think I've told you before, actually I would have said um, the bloke on the back of the rubbish truck. For some reason I thought... I'm sure I was wrong about that. They seem to be having fun, though, those guys. Um, I'm, and, and again, look, stop saying I'm being sexist. Uh, if there'd been women on the back of the rubbish truck, maybe I would have wanted to be a woman on the back of a rubbish truck. It's just that I never saw any women on the back of the rubbish truck. They're always young guys. That's all I'm saying.
you could, if you look, ladies, by, by all means, go and work on the back of a rubbish truck. But as we've just established, I'm not sure why you'd want to. I'm Glenn ZB. I really talked myself into a hole there. So I'm going to end the podcast suddenly. See you tomorrow.